Chapter 3. Head, Eyes, Ear, Nose, and Throat. Topic 10. Throat. The final subsection of this chapter will be a review of disorders involving the throat starting off with pharyngitis. Pharyngitis is an inflammation of the pharynx usually resulting in a sore throat. It can be caused by a variety of microorganisms. Viral agents like adenovirus, Coxsackie virus, and cytomegalovirus, CMV, are common culprits. Bacterial infections, predominantly those caused by group A streptococcus, can also lead to pharyngitis. The clinical manifestations of pharyngitis can vary. They typically include a swift onset of fever and throat discomfort. Visual examination may reveal an erythematous or reddened pharynx. Additional signs can include enlargement and exudation in the tonsils, petechia on the soft palate, and swollen tender cervical lymph nodes. Symptoms such as cough, rhinorrhea, and conjunctivitis are more suggestive of a viral etiology. Diagnosis of pharyngitis is primarily clinical, often followed by a rapid streptococcal antigen test to confirm streptococcal infection. If this test comes back negative, further confirmation with throat cultures is advisable. The management of pharyngitis largely involves the use of antibiotics, such as penicillin or amoxicillin, which are primarily administered to prevent the onset of acute rheumatic fever, a potential complication of untreated group A streptococcal infection. In cases of recurrent infection, a tonsillectomy may be considered. Untreated or inadequately managed pharyngitis can lead to several complications, including retropharyngeal abscess and peritonsillar abscess both of which require immediate medical attention. Therefore, proper diagnosis and treatment are crucial in patients presenting with symptoms of pharyngitis. Next, we will discuss retropharyngeal abscess. A retropharyngeal abscess is defined as a purulent infection situated between the posterior pharyngeal wall and the prevertebral fascia. This medical condition is severe and necessitates prompt diagnosis and treatment. Clinical manifestations often include pain and stiffness in the neck, Difficulties in swallowing, referred to as dysphagia or odynophagia, a muffled or hot potato voice, and an apparent enlargement of the posterior pharyngeal wall. In terms of diagnostics, a neck radiograph X-ray may reveal an abnormal widening of the prevertebral strip, indicative of a possible abscess. A more definitive diagnosis can be obtained via computed tomography (CT) scan, which typically shows a ring-enhancing lesion with a central area of lucency and displacement of the airway anteriorly. Management of retropharyngeal abscess involves incision and drainage of the abscess, along with the administration of intravenous antibiotics. Empirical antibiotic treatment usually consists of a third-generation cephalosporin in combination with ampicillin sulbactam or alternatively, clindamycin can be used. Complications of retropharyngeal abscess are numerous. These include potential airway compromise, development of posterior mediastinitis, or aspiration pneumonia, sepsis, thrombophlebitis, or even erosion through the carotid sheath leading to vertebral osteomyelitis. Therefore, rapid identification and treatment of retropharyngeal abscess are of paramount importance in clinical practice. The next disorder we will review is peritonsillar abscess. A peritonsillar abscess is a localized collection of pus in the peritonsillar space, often secondary to tonsillitis. The signs and symptoms of a peritonsillar abscess can vary, but patients typically present with dysphagia or difficulty swallowing as well as trismus, which refers to painful spasms causing restricted jaw movement. Further physical examination may reveal asymmetric tonsillar enlargement, with the uvula deviating away from the affected side. The patient may also exhibit a distinctive hot potato voice, a muffled voice as if speaking with a hot item in their mouth. 
Excessive drooling or pooling of saliva might also be evident due to swallowing difficulties. The diagnosis of a peritonsillar abscess is primarily clinical, based on the presenting symptoms and physical examination findings. However, imaging studies or needle aspiration may be used in certain cases for confirmation or when the clinical presentation is unclear. The management of a peritonsillar abscess involves both incision and drainage to evacuate the pus and antibiotic therapy to treat the underlying infection. The antibiotic regimen should cover group A streptococcus and respiratory anaerobes, as these are commonly involved pathogens in peritonsillar abscesses. A complication related to oropharyngeal abscesses is Lemierre's syndrome. Lemierre's syndrome, also known as postanginal sepsis, is a rare but severe medical condition. It is characterized by septic thrombophlebitis of the internal jugular vein, typically following a complication of oropharyngeal infections such as a throat abscess. This septic thrombophlebitis can subsequently result in septic emboli being disseminated to the lungs, creating a serious, potentially life-threatening condition. To diagnose Lemierre's syndrome, clinicians typically use Doppler ultrasonography of the internal jugular vein. This can reveal the presence of a thrombus in the jugular vein, a hallmark sign of the syndrome, in combination with the clinical symptoms. Treatment for Lemierre's syndrome generally consists of intensive intravenous antibiotics targeted at the underlying bacterial infection, usually caused by Fusobacterium necroforum, though other pathogens can occasionally be implicated. Concurrently, anticoagulation therapy should be administered to manage the thrombophlebitis. The final disorder of this subsection and chapter is laryngitis. Laryngitis refers to inflammation of the larynx, often resulting from viral infections. However, gastroesophageal reflux disease, GERD, which can lead to the irritation and inflammation of the laryngeal tissues, is another common cause. Clinical manifestations of laryngitis typically include a persistent cough, hoarseness of voice, and nasal congestion. It's not uncommon for patients to also exhibit symptoms of an upper respiratory tract infection. Diagnosis of laryngitis is primarily clinical. In most cases, further diagnostic testing is not necessary unless the condition persists beyond a few weeks or if other concerning symptoms are present. In terms of management, laryngitis is generally a self-limiting condition and symptoms often resolve on their own with time. During this period, patients are advised to rest their voice as much as possible. This helps to prevent straining of the vocal cords, which could potentially lead to the formation of vocal nodules. If GERD is identified as the cause, appropriate management of the reflux condition would also be necessary.